welcome to Spill the Tea. This is a brand new podcast with me, June. Welcome to everybody. Now, this podcast, I'm going to be talking to loads of different people from all walks of life. And what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about things that impact them. It could be a health issue. It could be work. It could be travel. It could be something that's just going on in the world. And what I want to do is I want to bring awareness to this, bring awareness to what real people are experiencing on a day-to-day basis. And through this, we're all going to be able to get a deeper understanding of what impacts people in their everyday lives. I think this is really important because, you know, if just one person can meet somebody and through listening to a subject being talked about, can can get a deeper understanding of what somebody may be going through, a greater acceptance and just a willing a willingness to talk to people and learn about each other. And that's what we are going to be doing together in this. And I'm so excited for it. It's going to be starting next week. And I, I can't wait to be learning alongside you. Take care. Welcome to the first episode of Spill the Tea. I'm June and I'm here with Chris. Hello there. Hi June. How are you doing? Oh I'm alright, thanks. How are you? Fine, enjoying the sun. Oh yeah, just being just being sunbathing outside a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the towel. Yeah. The well, pillow behind oh, your head. Well I wish that would have been good. <laughs> well it's just you can't you can't you can't exactly you could. Yeah. Maybe next time. Next time. We were going to get a barbecue on the go before. That would have been good. Right. So, we're in the month of June. And it's commonly known as Pride Month. Yep. Across the UK. And what does Pride mean to you? Um, I think before we answer what Pride is to me, I think it's important to look at what Pride isn't. Mm-hmm. So... For a lot of people out there, Pride is, you know, the festival, um, the amazing music that you listen to while getting drunk with your friends. Spot on. <laughs> um, and the thing is, Pride is so much more than that. Yeah. Um, yes, you've got the event, but it's the history as well. It's also how you feel yourself. So, you know, Pride for me is, and I mean, we've... I think we've touched on this previously yeah. as well, but um, things like Alan Turing. So yeah. a lot of people might not know who he is. Um, he was a gay man in the, well, uh, prominent in the 40s. So he actually helped create the um, the machine that broke um, the Enigma code. The Enigma yeah. code, yeah. Um, in World War Two, um, And 
he <laughs> was found out to be gay. Um, yeah. And the appreciation he received was he was chemically castrated. Yeah. So, you know, um, it's people like that. Uh, Marsha P. Johnson, mm-hmm. um, you know, looking at the, the Stonewall riots. Oh, yeah. Um, just all of that fight that people from the community have done over the last 60, 70 plus years. Um, that is pride to me. And I think that gets overlooked quite a lot these days. Yeah, I know we talk about being an ally and it's more than just accepting um, anybody within the community. It's more than that. To me, being an ally is also about being aware of the struggles that have happened throughout the years. Yeah, And that, when you start looking at the struggles that have happened throughout the years, it makes you look at the word pride in a totally different way it's a it's i don't know i personally feel it it's the wrong word to to look at the struggles that have already happened Mm -hmm. because pride to me is standing up there and being really i mean like stand trying to be big about what's happened and all that but i feel very small and insignificant in compared to the history mm-hmm. that um, people from, if we just say queer people, yeah. have struggled with yeah. across hundreds of years. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's one thing that I realised quite early on um, in my life was I'm not proud to be gay. I am proud of the history behind it. I'm proud of the people who had to go through that and had to make that fight. Mm. Um, because I wouldn't... I came out when I was 15 years old in school. I wouldn't have been able to do that if those people hadn't fought the fight yeah. for all of those years. And by no means are we at a point where, you know, we're done. <laughs> like, no. we're, we're still fighting every single day. I mean... God, I've I've had I've had people literally spit at me in the street when I've been walking around holding my partner's hand. Um, so you know, I'd, public displays of affection I don't do anymore. <laughs> that's that's awful, right? So I'm married to a man. Now the four of us could walk down the street together, mm-hmm. and I could s- stop put my hands around my husband's, pull him in, and give him a full-blown kiss in the middle of the street. Yeah. And nobody would even give me a second glance, unless mm-hmm. I was in their way. <laughs> yeah. Whereas you may have to think about where you are. Is it busy? Are you in a safe area of the town or the village or wherever you're visiting if you know wherever you are is it okay for you to be you which it's safe i have to use the word safe yeah it's i mean like i say previously um for what i've gone through i I wouldn't ever do that um i wouldn't ever you know hold hands kiss anything like that in public and i think it's I'm I'm fine with that because I'm not really a kind of touchy-feely person in public anyway. Um, But I know that there's a lot of people who are that, like, you know, they they would want to do that in public. Mm -hmm. 
And it's just, it's not fair. It's not fair that people in the community, and not just gay people, but people who are trans, um, you know, lesbians, people who are gender fluid, all of that kind of mm-hmm. stuff in the community. It's not fair that we need to think about that when for for the standard kind of way that people look at it is a man and a woman can do that very to use the word um, i was introduced to at university very heteronormative mm-hmm. so it's like what is right within the hetero world yeah is is normal for so many people but some there are people that can say yes this is what i class as normal for me mm-hmm. but they that sometimes unwilling to accept that other people have a different norm yeah and i think that's I think that's the really important thing about these podcasts as well, is that we're looking for people to be open-minded. And this is what Pride Month is as well. It's about being open-minded. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be part of the community itself to enjoy Pride. Um, you know, you can be an ally. You can you can even just watch from a distance and, you know, enjoy enjoy it from that distance. You don't even need to put yourself in the mix. Yeah. Um, but we're all people, you know, just, just because people are part of a certain community because of who they love or how they feel um, inside their own bodies and all of that kind of stuff, we're all people and we all deserve to be treated as such. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, my husband sent me a, a little post that he'd seen. Uh, right at the beginning of June and it said I don't wear a rainbow to let you know who I who's in my bed I wear a rainbow um, so I'm sure I'm to let you know that you're safe to be who you are with me and I thought that for me was a lovely way to put it as the role of an ally yeah definitely it's where they're to say you know, you're, you can be who you want around me, and I want you to be you. Yeah. And that, to me, is an ally. Um, I mean, the the festival that you mentioned, uh, we have Northern Pride up in Newcastle, yeah. and Northern Pride's in July. And it's massive. And you get... <laughs> yeah. It's massive. And you get people there from across all walks of life, from every community not just the lgbt community you get um a lot of allies going as well but a lot of them going um because of the music and because of the festival party atmosphere and i sometimes wonder if the real message of pride gets lost because it's just it's a party and a festival and we're going there just to have a lovely Sorry, I, I'm going to get a look off you here, but we're just going to then enjoy a lot of cheesy music. I'm sorry. No, do you know what it is? I will, I will absolutely agree with you on that one. Um, it's cheesy I mean, better. Don't get us wrong. I absolutely love it all, but yeah, you do get cheesy people. Uh, <laughs> and the cheesy music, and yeah. it is. But we need to try and find a way to make sure that people go. For the right right reasons. Yeah. I've got no problem with somebody going along just because they want to have a good party and a good time. But in their mind, they still need to be saying, everybody here is an individual. I'm allowed to act the way they want. Because if we can just get one person 
after listening to this to go do you know what yeah i'm if i do see you know two males or two females holding hands i'm just gonna walk past we don't want them to acknowledge you we don't hello we don't want that just no. and just treat them like any other couple yeah and that's the thing like just just acceptance and i will say i do think that we have started seeing a lot more acceptance and i think that really started probably towards the end of the 80s maybe limited and it's just kind of progressed gradually so now you know from the from the 80s you you see more gay characters um you know things like sex in the city yeah carrie bradshaw's best friend is gay um the the divine movies um the drag queen divine absolutely amazing legend um, totally got got a huge cult following by people that wasn't even part of the community and up until you know 2009 RuPaul's Drag Race yeah. like the flagship of the oh, community at the minute what I love about RuPaul's Drag Race is um, not just the lip syncing and the extravaganza of it which I am partial to um, it's when you hear their stories while they're getting ready and they're it's raw and it's got a following amongst all communities and I love the fact that people are listening to that and not feeling alone. Yeah. Somebody could be listening to that story of that person who's um, been disowned or has been assaulted or whatever and is just going, my God, I'm not the only one. Yeah, I mean, we, we see that all the time, right? So, I mean, I'm on Twitter and... Um, you see people tweeting all the time about, um, you know, a drag queen on RuPaul's Drag Race will have said that they went through something, um, and they'll say, you know, I've I've gone through the same. So you do see it a lot, and I think the good thing now, not so much in the earlier seasons of it, but now, um, you know, we're seeing a lot more than just gay drag queens. So gay men doing doing drag bio queens bio queens so uh, there was victoria scone on the uk one and mm-hmm. um, we've seen um trans queens um so the the newest winner uh, the most recent winner sasha colby she's yeah. trans um you know we've even had a straight drag queen on yeah um maddie Morphosis. so you know that it really is shown that you can be anybody and celebrate this this oh, culture and absolutely this life when i was at university i did a um, a piece about like the body is a site of power and I used it as Bonnie and the Bonnets who I went to university with all oh, right so obviously Bonnie Love is a northeast drag queen and it was about them going through uni and the create this trio stunning absolutely but and I ended up writing the university piece so I ended up doing a lot of research into drag queens and down to um dressing cross-gender through the ages and a lot of the gender politics around it and it was scary to start looking at the acceptance that was there years ago that we then lost yeah absolutely and then it suddenly became a taboo so it had to go underground and then it took programs like pause Sorry, I binge-watched Pause. You're going to hear it as... You don't like Pause? I've never seen it yet. Well, that's fair enough. <laughs> I binge... If you're going to watch it, watch it right from episode one, series one, episode one. 
it's about the ballroom scene in America. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean, I got brought in by the um, the characters around their lives, and that yeah. that was, and it was the struggles. Yeah, I mean, I know for a fact I will absolutely love Pose because one of my favourite movies ever is actually um, what Pose is based on. So, yeah. um, Paris is Burning. Yeah. Um, one of Stunning. The, if if anybody has not seen Paris is Burning, I highly recommend trying to find that online because it is one of the most educational queer movies that you can find. And I um, like stuff that makes us go away and think about perceptions and this is what this podcast was set up for was to set up for just to create awareness around different issues so obviously june we're looking at pride um so that's what we're doing we just want people to maybe open their minds yeah question question your own thoughts as well and i mean that's the thing right so obviously i'll be listening to the next podcasts that come out you're not going to listen to your own Oh, I don't like my own voice. <laughs> I don't like my voice, and I've, I've done podcasts in the past. And, mm. I'll, um, I'll, I'll maybe listen to it while I show the other half. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, no, I think I'll be listening to future podcasts that come out as well, and I'm going to make sure that I listen to those with an open mind, because whereas I might think certain things about my opinions on Pride and other types of things with this, mm-hmm. um, I also appreciate that, you know, that some people might you know might think that it's just about the festival some people might not be too bothered about the history or some people might just be completely against it in general you know and and that's that's fine if if people are against it that's not a problem the only time it becomes a problem is when they don't have the open mind to understand other people's opinions yeah have your own views but let my give my views validity as well exactly yeah all right right touched on the festival right we're going to book a festival we're going to put on pride northern pride okay and we're going to book the bands what's your wish list you're allowed three only three bands you're allowed a headliner and two support bands that's all you can have who would you book I feel like you've just asked a wasted question because you know who the headliner is. Well, I know who the headliner is going to be, but I want to know why. So the headliner for me, obviously, would be St. Kylie of the Minogue. Um, mm-hmm. And why? She just, I just love it a bit. You just want to put it in your pocket. Uh, so just the, little pocket-sized Kylie. The, a lot of people, so many people will know my obsession with Kylie Minogue, and not a lot of people understand why that obsession is there. So I first started listening to Kylie when I was about 10. Um, and, you know, I just listened to music every now and then. Mm-hmm. wasn't that fussed. You know, it was, it was all right music. Um, and in 2011, um, which was around this, the, no, not 2011, sorry, it's when I was 11, uh, 2005, um, that was the year that she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, and I remember that very, very well. Um, and it was the same, the same time that my great-grandma died. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing the fight that Kylie put in to overcome the disease yeah really kind of resonated with me as I was going through grief and from there 
the the obsession started that that was the pinpoint moment of when I became an absolute fan at that time when Kylie Minogue was diagnosed you were hearing of so many people that were not surviving breast cancer yeah and it was taking them so when she got this diagnosis there was that huge doubt because everything I'd heard about people with breast cancer before that there was very few that had a positive outcome yeah and I totally agree with you I mean when you see what any cancer anybody regardless of cancer goes through and to still come back and bounce back yeah the way she has I I can absolutely understand and she was there for you Mm mm-hmm and as far as you were concerned, she was there personally, because I believe music is very personal. Oh, yeah. She was there personal for you when you needed her. Yeah. And when you've had that at a particular time, it sticks with you. Yeah, 100%. And, you know, it's one of those, in in my 11-year-old brain, um, <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was the case of, you know, I could go and talk to my mum. I could go mm-hmm. and talk to, you know, family, friends, all of that to help us get through. But there'd be a point where that chat would end. Whereas I can play as much Kylie as I want. She never goes away. She never goes away. Um, so you yeah, just that's... press rewind. <laughs> well, years ago, when I was young, it was rewound the cassette. Yeah, I, was, I was part of the I was part of the rewind. The rewind, not just press shuffle. Oh. I know, I, um, remember, I remember getting the first MP3 player and I was gobsmacked that you could actually change the way the, the the setup of the songs so they're playing different orders and, and you could play every song just put it on shuffle yeah. and you would go, and you would go you're like what am i listening to yeah. now but yeah but that rewind and it's the fact that and that record that vinyl that cd that download is constant and i think each one you become personal with the, the songs yeah and absolutely. you do you and i've had it where songs have meant it for me and i've gone they're speaking to me yeah. They're absolutely, and I'm sort of thinking, wish I'd had this song five years ago, because this is exactly what I needed at that time, because I know it would have healed me quicker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's two songs in particular that she's she's written. Um, so the first is from the 2007 album um, called No More Rain, mm-hmm. and that is that is about her fans being there for her as she was going through the diagnosis as she was going through the treatment and the recovery um and the other one is flower um i I absolutely recommend both of those songs to anybody who wants to just have a little bit of a cry because they're really emotional songs and you can tell oh you've got me i love songs like i will go home and listen to that (laughs) i probably know it but i'll need to go home and listen to it yeah because i need to I need to understand how it helps you. Yeah. Don't I'll I'll send you a whole load of songs, don't you worry. That's fine. Um so yeah, she would be my headliner. Right. Um the second one. Um so the second one is actually gonna be at an Olden Pride this year. Um a singer called Tom Aspel. Right. Um and he is just incredible. Um so I actually first heard about him because he wrote a song, um called Indiana, I think it was. Um, and Kylie then covered that. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> um, what a coincidence. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, we may get them duetting then at your festival. That will, oh. yeah, there we go. There we oh, go. there we go. Um, 
so yeah and he he released an album um and it was just complete disco and i'm obsessed with disco as oh, it is. Disco is and it's just honestly if you get a chance i'll send you that as well but it's an amazing album um and oh who would the third one be this is going to be your opening act so what's the atmosphere you want to create do you want people feel good up and jumping or do you want them just to ease them in gently i mean i feel like Topical, I would say Danny Minogue because she's done the theme tune for for the first the UK's first skier dating show, um, mm-hmm. and it's an amazing song. But if it's for personal preference, I'd yeah. have to say Katie Tunstall. I absolutely oh, love Katie nice. Tunstall. A little bit of an acoustic start, and then oh, um, I like that. A little acoustic start with Katie Tunstall. Bit of disco. A bit of disco, and then Kylie. And then there you go. see, we've created the we're taking the audience on a journey now. I like that doing an acoustic start. Yeah. Start off slow and then ramp it up. And then ramp it up. And you're giving them people an in-between. We can give them food for thought. Exactly. I think, I'm with this festival. I'll I'll make sure you get the VIP tickets. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're organising. No, are we organising it? Oh, well, you get it for free anyway. <laughs> I'm just thinking of all the money we'd have to fork out before we even start. Well, yes, it's not really free, is it? So no. But no, I do definitely want this festival to happen. The amount of people we'd get people along. Yeah, definitely. And speaking of Kylie at festivals, it's just been there. She's going to be headlining Radio Two in yeah. September. Mm-hmm. Well, I sent you um, a link to Kylie turning up unexpected. I know, that was amazing. Like, capital summertime ball, like... And nobody knew she was going, and you were just like... And did you see the reaction from the crowd as well? And you're just like, for me, something like capital summertime ball could get so much more publicity and interest in advance Mm -hmm. if they'd done that Kylie was going to be there. Yeah. But instead of doing that... It's the audience members who've come along. It's like a reward, isn't it? It's because you're coming along to support us. Look what we're giving you. Yeah, absolutely. And that, but to keep that hush-hush. I know. And let's be honest, I don't know if you've heard it, but the new song is amazing. So um, just, I've got to put this in there. <clears throat> Daily reminder to please stream and buy Padam Padam by Kylie Minogue. There we go. <laughs> um, what I'll do is when we put this on, I will put a link. Can you do that? Yeah, I can add a link. Oh, there we go, definitely. In the description so that it links to Kylie. You just tell me what you want it linked to and I will link it to that. Definitely that one song. Yes. Definitely to that one. Um, I think I might have bored people with Kylie too much. So everyone knows what they're getting with me. If if I'm there, Kylie's there. So Yeah. (laughs) No, it's... So Kylie's very personal for you, and I think this yeah, is definitely. the thing about music. What people don't realise is music is there, and it's there, and it won't let you down. Mm-hmm. Even if you're, like, you know, you're back in the MP3 player days, you had to make sure your MP3 was charged up. But now we're streaming. Everything's there. Your music's there. Yeah, definitely. And it's, it's not going to let you down. Mm-hmm. Them words are never going to change. There's, so, there's one song that Kylie did, and it's called Fine, and it is, I mean, it's not the best of songs, to be fair, as a song, but I love it because 
the message that it gives is you're going to be fine no matter what comes through tomorrow's another day and it will be better mm-hmm. so yeah share with you one of my favorite if i need a song like that's going to really pick me up mm-hmm. that the words are going to pick me up it's helen reddy i am woman <gasps> love it love it love it love it and i i was having um a fibro flare one day and i was sitting and i'm thinking i need to so i'd listen to it and i put it on facebook i said it's this blah blah and my husband underneath had put um i am in invincible i'm this <laughs> says june she's sitting in bed right <laughs> and i'm like yeah but it reminds me that not just as a woman as a person i can get beyond things mm-hmm. i can pick myself up because i'm strong i'm invincible i'm i'm here yeah. i'm fierce and i am going to make i was going to make myself heard but it's not just that it's not just about being heard it's about having an impact and knowing that i can make a difference but i need to know as well that i can make a difference to myself and that song will help me make a difference to me because it reminds me that i am woman i use as just a term as in it's not a gender for me it's just i'm woman i am human and i am this and I can get through things. And we can. <laughs> we can fight through. And that, for me, is that song. That's yeah. my big pick. I've got my cheesy ones that I like, too. I think, I think the really good thing with music is that there's so many songs. Like, there's endless songs. And there's so many that can really mean something to yeah. people. And... I love that people can interpret things differently as well. Um, When I got divorced second time, um, Texas, um, I just need a lover. You know, I I don't need a lover, I just want a friend. That came out when I got my second divorce. Perfect song. Because that for me was, yeah, that's what I need. I just need friends. I need somebody to be my friend and not, I don't need, do not need that I just need a friend and I ended up um, meeting somebody not even trying to look for more than that and all of a sudden I trusted and I loved and it found itself by me just looking for a friend um, I've, I've got songs like that I've got meatloaf life is a lemon and I want my money back and I'm just like yeah we can all associate that with situations and days where you go that was a wasted day can i just like redo it redo that day because that day was rubbish yeah and that that was a non-word it's it's like eating a meal and it not being worth it and you go that was a waste of calories see that's why i never cook when i'm in the house i always get the other half too because i don't think that food ever tastes as nice when you make it yourself no (laughs) no that's it it's like no i need i just need that yeah i think um i think one thing that i love is about so that kind of feel about just wanting a friend um it's very literal but carol king you've got a friend oh absolutely it's the it's that like i'll be there when just when, when you, you need, need someone it. yeah and it's like bridge over troubled waters when 
you know, when you when you're down there, I'll I'll be there for you. And I think that's kind of rounding it back to you know the pride stuff and all of that. That's probably the most important message that people in the community can get from allies because it tells us you know we're not alone we've got friends we've got people who will look out for us when we need to yeah um, when we need them and who you can be safe around and yeah. you can be you i cannot imagine going through life not being able to be me yeah i have done it at certain parts in my life when i've needed to hide things Mm-hmm. But I understand how destructive that was to me at that time in my life yeah. when some when stuff was being hidden. But to have to keep an integral part of me mm-hmm. hidden, yeah, I mean, in the closet, literally. Well, you've got to keep this part to you, just for you. Yeah. And you're like, no, we 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 should be able to create safe environments everywhere. And this is it. I think it's times have changed quite a lot. Yes, there's you know there's definitely still work to be done, um, but times have changed a lot. I mean, like I say, I, I came out when I was fifteen in school. I knew from probably from the age of around eleven, eleven, twelve, um, and I was able to do that. Yes, you know, I was worried about actually coming out. Um, but I got over that and, you know, I came out and I was able to just be myself from a very young age. So luckily for me, I've never really had to hide that. Yes, there's the public displays of affection, things like that. But, you know, if someone came up to me and said, you know, are you, are you gay? I wouldn't have to turn around and say, oh, no. Um, first of all. I was saying, what's it got to do with you? Well, I mean, first of all, I don't think that I could hide it, to be honest. Um, it's, I, I bet you could. Mm, maybe. I love that. Mm. <laughs> it's the most. Um, um, but yeah, and I think, so saying that, it's just made us think of something else. I think one really important thing to say for people who don't go through it is people... Or people who might need to go through it, people who might not have gone through it themselves yet, but they're kind of thinking about it, about you know if if they if they want to come out, if they're part of the community and they haven't said anything. People make such a big deal about people coming out for the first time, and the emphasis is on the first time because you might get in your head so much about coming out to the first person, but then you spend the rest of your life coming out to people. The only thing that changes is you stop caring. So, you know, if you start a new job, like you said earlier, heteronormative um, concepts will tell everybody that you're straight. Um, You have to then come out. You have to tell people, actually, I'm gay. Yeah, my partner's a man. Or, you know, if you're mm-hmm. a woman, mm-hmm. my partner's a woman, or anything within the community. And it's, I mean, it's the same for people who are trans, who are non-binary, gender fluid, everything. You know, if you're part of the community, you spend your whole life coming out and telling people what you are. 
there doesn't need to be a big deal about it for the first time. You'll always feel that because it's the first time. It's nerve wracking. You're first always time you've gonna, yeah, it. exactly. It's it's kind of it's kind of like you feel like you're admitting something rather than telling something. Mm. Um, and you just stop caring what other people think. You know, like I say, you can start a new job. And I mean, I, I could I could start a brand new job tomorrow and I would go in and I would say, oh yeah, I'm Chris, I'm gay. One of those people could easily turn around to me and say, oh well, you know, whatever, that, that you shouldn't be or, you know, I don't agree with that. Um, I'd say, right, okay, well, come four or five o'clock, I'm not going to see you for the rest of the day, so that's fine, you think what you want to think. And I think that is really important as well. Um, You know, we don't ever stop coming out. Yeah, I think it's the first person you come out to yourself. Yeah, I would would say so. Well, yeah, I would say so. I think it's part of that admitting thing that I've just said yeah. because I I never I don't feel like I ever came out to myself um, because it's something that I feel like I always did know. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, eleven, twelve is when I knew what being gay was, so that's when I understood it. And um, I've always known like that I was that I was gay, so mm-hmm. that was never that much of an issue. But definitely admitting something because I remember for the first couple of years after I first knew I would try and hide it from myself so you know I had girlfriends in school and things like that because I thought oh well you know like I'm just gonna mm-hmm. grow out of it kind of thing um, and once you do admit that once you accept that in yourself that then paves the way to tell other people and to have other people accept you as who you really are and live your life the way that you want to live it yeah it's just creating that acceptance within yourself yeah, that definitely. you're allowed to be who you want to be. Yeah. And I think that's... And how other people react to that coming out has got to be the make or break for how you feel and your safety within different environments. Because if you know you're going to a certain place and you can't be yourself comfortably, there's got to be a level of being uncomfortable oh god yeah um but i mean to to be fair it's probably not one to say to me because i'm very set in my ways i'll be like oh i'll um i'll go to the place i've been a hundred times before or i'll just stay in the house um but yeah it's i mean kind of going back to the pride festival normally i don't feel comfortable going to pride festivals and it's not because i'm worried about people thinking that i'm a certain way or anything like that it's because of the toxicity and judgment within the community itself. Mm-hmm. And I will say that I do I have probably had more judgment um, or negative comments or anything like that from within the community than I have from straight people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't. I won't say the whole community because it's not. It's from my personal experience, mm-hmm. gay men who are quite judgmental, and I'll include myself in that because you know we all like to judge a little bit. Everybody, <laughs> um, everybody does, but not everybody will admit that no, they do. Um, 
but yeah, I think one thing that I do think, and um, I think it's an important point, is that we can't expect people to accept us and give us no judgment if we can't do that to ourselves. If we don't accept the other people in our community, if we don't accept people without judging them for who they are or, you know, how they feel or who they love, then how can we expect people out of the community to do the same? Yeah. So, you know. So I think it goes, I think what we're coming to here is it's regardless of where you are, whether you're in the community or out of the community, just be aware be nice, be accepting, be open and understanding and yeah. be willing. If somebody appears to have maybe a, a different perspective to you, instead of just going, go, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Can you tell us about it? And that's the and thing. Get, is, learn and grow. Yeah, I mean, I won't even pretend to know everything about the community you know there's within the last 10 15 years um even if that you know you've got people who've um who've come out saying that they're gender fluid or non-binary that's all stuff that i never grew grew up knowing was a thing um you know so there's there's a lot of stuff that even i'm coming to terms with and trying to understand Mm -hmm. better and the reason why i'm trying to understand that better is for those people so they've got that acceptance mm-hmm. i yeah. think that's that's the most important thing just be open-minded you know even even if you don't agree with everything that people say you know i, I know that one of the biggest critiques with um with gender fluid and non-binary people is you know well how can you be more than one or all of that kind of stuff and you know that's if if you can't wrap your head around that that is absolutely fine yeah but it's be, right for that person. Be open-minded. Don't judge them for it. If mm-hmm. if they feel a certain way and they know in their mind that that is who they are, then that is who they are. You, yeah. You, you have no right as a person. Obviously not you. <laughs> um, but <laughs> well, in, in, general, in general, you have no right <laughs> as a person to tell another person how they feel or who they are. Yeah. If you don't agree with it or if you don't understand it, first of all, ask. Yeah educate yourself ask to be educated if you've been educated and you still don't agree with it that is fine but keep those opinions to yourself RuPaul has a quote that I think is amazing Mm -hmm. and it's one that I actually now live by and that quote is what you think of me is none of my business Mm -hmm. and I think that is brilliant because it doesn't matter to me what people think of me. What matters to me is how I see myself. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's I think that's a really important and, way and, to live. And every time somebody out there um, tries to knock you down with comments, it chips a, chips away, and you've then got to rebuild it. Yeah. And as much as we go, oh, it's water off a dog's back. It doesn't. No. We've got to then rebuild again, so get the music out. Yes, definitely. definitely. This has been great. I'm going to say I think that's been absolutely fab, and I hope that people take away from this just 
the fact that it's it's okay to ask. Nobody will be offended if you ask to be educated on the subject. Oh, 100%. You know, that's the best thing. People people would love to be asked. Yeah. Okay, so, you know, what does that mean? You know, how does that work? All of that kind of stuff Just, is what we what we look for. We don't want to know the ins and outs of what happens in the bedroom. That's not what we're talking about. We're just talking about the struggles you face on a daily basis. Yeah, absolutely. Whether whether that's social struggles or mental struggles, it's just oh, I can't imagine what that must be like. You know, but I'm here if you need a listener near. And then you just create this this safe space. I hate the word safe space, sorry. This safe environment for people to be able to open up to you. Yeah. And absolutely. I don't and I don't use the word safe space because nobody can guarantee safe space. You, nobody can guarantee that something won't be said that's going to offend. Yeah. So I I, I, t- I try not to use that word, but it came out. <laughs> it's alright, but but yeah, um, I think you know. I think the message has definitely been said. You know, just basically, to me, pride is everything. History, who we are as people, a bit of dancing, enjoying it with your friends. And just... And lots of Kylie. Lots of Kylie. And just accept people. You know, if if, if people are listening to this who aren't part of the the queer community, you know, you can be an ally just by accepting people, letting people know that you're there. And they can be, they're safe around you. Yeah, exactly. You're there to support them. You're there... It's a friend. Yeah. You've got a friend in me. Exactly. <laughs> right. So I'm going to say to everybody, I hope you've enjoyed this. Um, and thank you to Chris for spending this time with me. Not a problem. And thank you for everybody to listening to Spill the Tea. See you next time. That was 45. <laughs>
a willingness to talk to people and learn about each other and that's what we are going to be doing together in this and i'm so excited for it it's going to be starting next week and i, I can't wait to be learning alongside you